I tried to get a job. That shit's hard. I ain't even mad at y'all. How I get Section 8? I don't want to do this shit no more. <laughs> we are grooving to the sounds. The set. Oh, I got to mute that. My bad. Y'all can't hear the music because you're watching. If you want to listen to the music, you got to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Facebook. Not anymore. But head over to Audible, Google, and any other place music is, uh, excuse me, podcasts are listened to. And you can hear the intro music. As you're watching, I'm just gonna sing it. Sabian Lavo, welcome back to the Sabian Lavo show. This is episode 321, live from Las Vegas. Now be your host, Kasabian with talent on loan from God. Yes, sir. We are in the building and I get to tell you guys about getting a jobs. I have, I'm hunting for a jobs or a listing. Either one works. I'm telling you, that's a great song. That is my song. If I could get her to clear that song, that'll be the intro song permanently. Per- all the time, I'll play that damn song. I swear I would. Uh, we're looking for donations or a job. <laughs> Man, I'm not in better spirits. I am so fucking bad that I am just going to lie to you guys and pretend to be happy all the time. I put in an application uh, on this job hunt of mine because I didn't sell the show on time. My goal of making the $15 million by Thanksgiving might not happen. Although I seem like I am in better spirits, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not. I'm falling the fuck apart. Um, I tried. I haven't had a regular J-O-B since 20, 2008. Like, I was doing college and touring, but the tour wasn't paying money. So, like, artist slash regular dad, because I had fucking three kids. So, yeah, I don't have a jobs, and my savings is up. I ain't even going to front. I done sold my cars, all my shits. But no, I'm looking for a job. Trying or sell the show. Whichever one comes first. If we can sell the show, obviously I'm here for y'all. But um, getting a job sucks. It's fucking hard, yo. Like they're asking all this information and shit. Like what you do is like, I'm a rapper. And I got a podcast that doesn't pay me. I get decent checks every four months for music, but not enough. And then my real estate. I mean, I'll be honest with you, bro. The office that I was in. Jib light shit. Sorry. The office that I was at tainted me and I don't want to be in real estate in that fashion anymore. I honestly thought I'd be able to make a move with the show and Meta would pay me a fat bag and I'll be able to take it and go start investing in the properties that I wanted to start with. Um, I don't want to be an agent. I don't see I don't see the prosperity in that. I just I don't like the ideas. My first fucking clients were married, getting divorced. I just want to buy four or five houses, you know, flip maybe one and hold on to them as properties. But at the same time, it's just that takes time. The market is shit. We speak about the market all the time, the percentages and how prices are completely absorbently blown out. And it's it's tough. There's a lot going on. But I just want y'all to understand that I'm I'm one of y'all like until 
this deal pops off, I'm one of y'all. Like my, I, yo, I made great money in music. Shitty decisions. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't made the best decisions. But when I was younger, I thought I did right with my money. I didn't think COVID was gonna hit. I didn't think that the the, the moves that I was making were gonna put me in this position today. So I gotta pivot and I gotta do what I gotta do for my kids. But um it's hard, y'all. And I ain't mad. I mean, I'm upset at myself because when you see millions and millions and it all gets taken away. You know, you got to reevaluate. I fucked up. I ain't going to front. Like, yo, let's, let's talk about Master P. Master P had $300 million and he's renting. And he's not doing as well as uh, people would think. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I look up to this man. Benzino's selling dope. Benzino, the guy that owned the Source magazine. How many countless rappers are now working in warehouses and and stuck working Uber and Lyft and, and shit, like, you know, gig jobs and shit just to keep food on the table because they proud. Kevin Samuels passed away and this video hit my feed that fucked me up. He said, you can't be proud and broke. I looked at my savings. It ain't enough to make things move the way I want them to. And uh, these kids got to eat. So I got to get my ass up out there and um, got to get it going. We got to get it going. But it's hard. I done filled out like two applications. Just one. Okay, I'm a lot. Let me tell you the truth. Just one. Because this is one thing that I'm looking at doing. And if not, fuck it. I'm jumping and I'm just going to drive or whatever. I ain't even tripping. I got a license and shit. I know how to get a jobs. But that was that. All right, for today's show, and it's Mental Health Monday. So, you know, my mental health, I'm not well. I'm not okay. Not okay. Not okay at all. But we'll figure it out. He said, give girls BB on love. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do BBs. I don't like BBs. I like natural. And I like, yeah, it's not for me. But I don't want to be that. T- I don't want to be a doctor, yo. Like, I'm trying to get a warehouse job, yo. I just want to work in a corner somewhere and not, not bother nobody, yo. I just want to make my money, get these rental properties, and then just get right back to my plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, you cannot be too proud to take a job or be too proud to work. Like, there's nothing wrong with working, y'all. Um, and when shit falls apart, shit falls apart. Multi-million dollar deals and shit fall apart all the time. I'm not trying to do what I'm doing right now with the team necessarily. Like, this is more of a personal goal that I'm trying to accomplish and it takes time. It takes time. And that's just, you know what I mean? That's just how things go. How's everybody doing on this beautiful Monday? How is everybody doing? And I know, I know, even Loner said it. Hey, man, your time is coming. Maybe, maybe it ain't. Either way, I, I can't sit around, right? I got to make a move. And if, you know, me doing this and, and working a regular gig is how the shit gets done. And, hey, got to get done. I ain't Joe Budden. I'm not Joe Rogan. Disc saving. If you want to support the show, y'all can hit the Patreon shit. Just donate to the Cash App. Keep the lights on. We're going to be talking about Clubhouse drama. The shit happened in real life. It's pretty scary what's going on over at Clubhouse. We'll talk about that. Uh, it was a fight weekend. Canelo had a great fight. If you punch people in the arm. As well as Justin Gaethje and Charles Oliveira. That was uh, That was actually... Oh, hell no. That was actually what I was looking forward to, and it didn't necessarily go the way that I. Are we? Are you serious, Susan? We gonna do one light today, cause Susan, this is We didn't pay the bills. We can't keep the lights on. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe that just happened. All right. Uh, great fight weekend. We'll talk about it. And then more fight news and podcasting news combined. Brendan Schaub has been bullying Bobby Lee and his wife, and we'll get into that. As well as um the water shortage in the West. It's 
fucking dangerous out here. And I was going to read this article on how TikTok is like the shittiest place to work at. And uh, we'll see if we get there. We'll definitely see if we get there. All right. Give me two seconds. I'm going to see if we can fix this light. Hold on. I don't even know. I don't. Huh? Why'd you do that? Save you on Lavo, 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 Lavo. All right, let's get into these topics. How is everybody doing? Can I be honest? Mental health wise, I've gotten to that point where everything's just numb. I don't feel it anymore. So I'll be all right. Be dead. I'll be dead ass all right. The Kevin Samuels thing fucked me up. Having heart issues the way that I do. It scares the shit out of me. I really, really suggest y'all take care of yourselves. And trust me, even though working out is, you know, key and dieting is key, you still got to get checked. Um, I, I got my COVID weight on. I lost six pounds, but it didn't even count. It didn't do shit. My face don't get skinny until I, I lose, like, fucking mad weight. My face is just chubby. I don't care. Uh, work out. Take care of yourselves and be safe. Please be safe. And, um... Don't be afraid to go to the doctor. I think uh, that used to be a stigma. I hope that's not a stigma anymore. But I know growing up, you don't go to the doctor. Fuck that. Shit's terrifying. You just stay away from the doctors. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, watching healthy people, seemingly healthy people drop dead the following day is fucking terrifying. It really is very terrifying. Um, So if you guys are on YouTube, Whack 100's name rings bells on YouTube everywhere especially with clubhouse he's the don dada of clubhouse he runs clubhouse it's literally his there's nobody on clubhouse that can stop wag 100 he's been kicked off a couple times but he comes right back he's fucking relentless now let me tell you something whack has a grip on clubhouse but whack runs it militant right whack has a partner that he's picked up along the way his name is ceo reek ceo reek has developed some fame uh you know Clubhouse has definitely made some stars, I guess. I guess you would call them Clubhouse stars, right? That's what I, that's what we would consider them. Either way, Clubhouse has made stars like many other applications that have made people popular and famous on that subgenre, and this is no different. This person's feeling themselves, and they stepped out of their relationship. Unfortunately for him, the person that he stepped out on his relationship with was also a Clubhouse member who spoke to WAC 100. Now, I usually don't bring this type of shit over here. I just like it when it's funny, like whack starts. Oh, I'm going to get down. I'm going to get down. But this is crazy because this happened in real life. So this dude, CEO Reek, was fucking some chick that was flying out to Cali to see him. He was getting some ass from her driving around with the bitch showing off. This is Wax's house. This is this. Because they met on Clubhouse, she obviously knows that he rocks with whack, but she shouldn't be so close. He didn't understand that, especially because that was his side bitch. They always talk too fucking much. People don't understand. You got to... <laughs> God, you can't get eh, just stop pillow talking. Unfortunately for him, they brought that shit to the clubhouse app and it's all over YouTube. Head over to YouTube and check out the conversation. Uh, Reek was caught by his wife or a significant other at home, I should say, was drinking Henny, jumped in his car, went to the 504 freeway, parked and then jumped off the bridge. He did not delete himself. He broke both his arms, his pelvis. He can't speak and he's not doing too good. He's in the hospital. He did try to delete himself off of the shit that he Got himself into. That's real life shit off of an app. One, do better. Two, y'all gotta chill, bro. This app, you can't even see nobody. They just hear each other and they fucking off of just hearing each other. This shit is ridiculous. And, man. Hey, Wack, hit me up, bro. Who else just got fired? Didn't I just see Chuck get fired over there on Fox? That was Rush's boy. Oh, that one sucks. 
That one sucks. So Canelo fought uh, Dimitri this weekend. And, you know, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. He was too big for him, too long for him. Canelo couldn't really fight the taller guy. I don't think he trained to fight the taller guy. All that head-moving shit looked good, but he couldn't escape him. The guy had him by like a foot and a half reach. It was fucking sad. Hopefully Canelo can come back from this and just show that he's still who he is. He has belts that he has to defend. There's other fighters that he has to fight. And let's hope that this wasn't his, you know, last fucking letdown. It was just a bump in the road. And boxing has to let go of this zero. We have to stop. That's it's it's you can lose and still be a great champion. Boxing has ruined that. UFC brought that back. I wish they would adopt it more in boxing, but they really don't. And then you have boxers that fight scrubs their whole fucking life, and they never get to fight champions. And this is why nobody cares about boxing, because the few boxers that we do love, y'all don't fucking get them in the right place at the right time. It is what it is. Canelo lost that fight, rightfully so. I don't even think it was close. It was it was a good attempt, but he needs to do better. And maybe get back to the drawing board. Maybe train with somebody that was tall. It just looked like he didn't even practice. He wasn't ready for this at all. Justin Gaethje went up for the belt with Charles Oliveira. It was breaking news during that fight because uh, Charles didn't come in and wait. They stripped him of his belt. No problem. He couldn't compete for the belt, but Justin could. So if Justin won, he would have walked away with the belt. It was a good fight. Kind of. Started off good. I'm not going to lie. It was a good fight. Started off solid. It seemed like Charles knew that he had to get away from Justin's hands because Justin hits hard. They hit each other. They rocked each other. But... Charles Oliveira eventually got the best of him, mounted him, choked him out. And, I mean, it looked good. It looked good. I, I really thought Justin was going to do a bit better. I didn't think it was going to go as fast. Charles is definitely the OG, and he knows what he's doing in there. And he was very fucking just, he, he was driven, right? Like, he knew he fucked up with the weight, so he came in there, and he just, he wanted to prove a point. Did a great job. It was a great fight. It was fun to watch. It was a double pay-per-view night for me. That's fun. When you get two pay-per-views in one, and they lined up perfectly. Like, I was back and forth. The boxing uh, undercards, really, I didn't give a shit. But the UFC was crushing it. Rose, do better. It didn't look that good with Rose out there. But, hey, it is what it is. Oh, boy. Oh, breaking. Did they? They caught the. Uh, shut up. Breaking news. They caught the, the escaped inmate with the CO in a high-speed chase that ended in a wreck. That's what's up. That's what's up. Lavo, Lavo, Lavo. That's actually pretty amazing. It really is. Um, anybody here watch podcasts? I do. Let's talk about some podcasts. This drama has now extended out from Bobby Lee, his wife, and Brendan Schaub to now H3H3. Um, and I guess flagrant too as well. Like everybody's in this ball of shit. Brendan Schaub, if you don't know who he is is uh, a retired UFC fighter that pretends to do comedy because he knows Joe Rogan, basically. He has a shitload of podcasts. I'm not saying he's not a good podcaster. I enjoy him as a podcaster. It's as a comedian, I think he's hot garbage. And I can do that. That's okay. That's my opinion. I don't give a shit if you don't like my opinion. Brennan Schaub isn't funny. Funny looking, but not funny. Brennan Schaub has gone on a tear. Because um, he steps out on his old lady. Seems to be a theme of the show. He steps out on his old lady and he's gotten caught up. And apparently he's a bit handsy with comedians and comedians' wives. Bobby Lee has a beautiful wife. Congratulations to Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee's wife may have 
okay, let me start the because this gets it gets tricky. Bobby Lee's wife was speaking to another female podcaster about a certain comedian who would DM and get very touchy with female comedians and just other women that were around, knowing that he was married and that these women would be married. When those assumptions were made, uh, Brendan was upset and rumors were flying everywhere that it was him. Everybody kind of had a feeling it was him. He even tried. He even tried to throw Rogan under the bus at one point, which is pretty impressive that the one person that made you pop, you would try to fucking say, oh, yeah, you know how you be meeting bitches after the show? And Rogan's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, I don't. He's a weirdo. The fact that he's going after married women, especially knowing that their husbands are there, this is a bold type of dude. Apparently, and this is alleged, I can't even say apparently. Ugh, this is tough. One of... Somebody in a parking lot somewhere was forced into a truck and almost arred, and it's nasty. Bobby Lee and his wife haven't really said much about it, although it seems like Brendan had been pushing up on Bobby's wife. Uh, Brendan goes on, he's on a podcast tour because his special that flopped is on Netflix, flopping somewhere in the bottom of the fucking ocean that nobody watched, like seven people watched it, and they all are in his house. Uh, Brendan goes on flagrant too and brings up uh, the situation that's going on between him, Bobby and Bobby's wife and pretty impressed at how he was able to flip it and make it, you know, seem like he didn't do shit wrong and she was just tripping. And it was more like, nah, just miscommunication. I wasn't trying to fuck your old lady or throw her in my truck and put some dick to her. <laughs> LOL. No, that's exactly what he was doing. Now, he's been bullying and threatening Bobby Lee. Apparently, more comedians and podcasters have been calling Bobby Lee and basically telling him to keep his bitch shut, bitch's mouth shut, beg pardon, because it's going to affect how things work. Why would y'all want to bully Bobby Lee? He's like the coolest dude. He doesn't really cause too many problems. I heard that one time there was beef between him and Rogan because of some strip club and some cholos. Pretty fucking funny. Not enough to beef over and not enough to start having like fucking roundtable phone calls because Brendan fucking Schaub is too goddamn touchy fucking feely and hasn't got punched in the face outside of the octagon to really put him in his fucking place. You're not that tough, dog. You're just big. You can get my, like, you didn't really do good in the UFC. You just like fucking with somebody, you know, I ain't gonna do nothing to you. But when the right one pulls up and busts your shit, they're gonna put you in your, like the dude that's banging your old lady out here in Vegas. Every time Brendan Schaub and his wife fight, she gets on Instagram and she comes out here to Vegas to fuck her boyfriend. That made him sick. That's what really hurts his feelings. But he keeps on fucking with Bobby Lee. Find a dude out here that's tagging your old lady, dog. Leave Bobby Lee to fuck alone. But Brandon went to flagrant too, talked about it. Bobby and his old lady went to H3H3 and they talked about it and gave their side. And I mean, it doesn't look good for Brendan Schaub on any side. I don't think anybody believed his bullshit story. Sorry, y'all. That shit was whack. This type of drama and podcasting is kind of funny, but at the same time, it's podcasting. And if Brendan, and this is why I tell my wife, see, I would purposefully punch you in the fucking face on live with some shit like this. If we had a podcast and you were a guest on my podcast and you attempted this fuck Brendan Schaub shit, this fuck boy shit, I would clean all your teeth out your mouth for free on live. I would make sure to just understand that that's not the game we play over here. Bobby Lee just got to get like some balls and then sock him in the mouth. Even if you don't knock him out, just sock him out. 
It's pretty unfortunate what's going on. They're definitely not friends. Brandon Schaub is not a comedian. He just happens to know a bunch of comedians and hangs out with them. He's not funny. And his old lady's getting railed by some fucking fucking high school football coach out here in Vegas. Allegedly. I don't know. That's what I was told. Leave Bobby Lee the fuck alone and his old lady. Now let's get into these stories of Vegas and Vegas only. It's not Vegas. The West has been suffering through a drought for many, many years. Some would call it a mega drought. We'll get into the story. I don't know why the color changed. I wish I understood why the color changed. It doesn't make any sense. I do it on my own. There's no more water in the lake. That shit's been happening for quite some time, but now we're starting to find remains of the mob. Vegas was home to the mafia. Things were ran a bit different back then. Maybe you got some cement shoes when you was talking out of line. Yeah, you know I mean, maybe you got one in your old head. Bust the cannolis out of you, eh? They're finding bodies at Lake Mead. Is anybody surprised? Not I. They found a body in a barrel. I didn't want to say nothing. I was waiting to see how many more they will find. Well, fuck, what do you know? One more. The city's even offering scuba divers to go and find bodies, and they're giving rewards. Excuse me. They're giving rewards to scuba divers that find dead bodies or body remains in Lake Mead because water levels have gotten so low. So let me give you a better example of what's going on here. I guess a better story, I should say, instead of my story, so you guys can understand what's going on. Although we're dealing with this drought, I don't know if people realize how bad it is. Lake Mead's water level has dropped to levels below from when we filled it. Like it's underneath the inlet pipe that we used when we first filled it and was never seen again after it got filled. It's not doing well. We're one of the greener cities in the fucking country. We run off a hydro, uh, a hydro dam, hydroelectric dam. It's clean as shit, even though we're all, we're a dust hole, but that's fading, fading bad. And, um, these bodies are really going to be interesting to see who and what gets found. From CNN, more human remains were found at Lake Mead over the weekend, less than a week after a body in a barrel was discovered at a reservoir. National Park Service Rangers responded to a call on Saturday afternoon that reported the remains in Calville Bay. The Clark County Medical Examiner is assisting to determine the cause of death. According to NSP, Nevada Police... Wait, what the fuck is NSP? I don't know, just leave it alone. Uh, Which said, there is no further information available at this time. I'm glad they said that. They did a great job. It was the second set of human remains found at Lake Mead, the country's largest reservoir as water levels plunge. The first body discovered on May 1st was likely a murder victim who died of a gunshot wound sometime in the mid-1970s and the early 80s based on clothing and footwear. The victim was found, uh, excuse me, based on clothing and footwear, the victim was found with um, Lake Mead. Uh, this came from the police department. It's in quotes. Lake Mead has drained dramatically over the last 15 years. Las Vegas Police Department Homicide Lieutenant Ray Spencer said at this time, noting it is likely that we will find additional bodies that have been dumped in Lake Mead as water levels drop even more. Around 40 million people in the West rely on water from the Colorado River. It's two largest reservoirs, Lake Mead and Lake Powell, where levels have fallen at an alarming rate over the past few years amid the, I mean, is it climate change? It's a lot of things. Amid climate change fueled mega drought. As of Monday, Lake Mead water levels were around 1,050 feet above sea level, roughly 162 feet below its 2,000-foot level. It was last considered... Really? Was it really 15 years ago it was last considered full? Wow. More than 15. Maybe we should do a Lake Mead deep dive. Uh, Its lowest levels on record... 
for the reservoir. This is the lowest levels on record since the reservoir was filled in 1930. The lake's lowest water level exposed one of the reservoir's original water intake valves in April for the first time. The valve had been serviced sent in service in 1971, but can no longer draw water according to the Southern Nevada Water Authority. The water, the pipe is like above the water at the point. It just does nothing. It does nothing. Like water's just dried up and all you see is like white lines and shit all over the walls for like mad feet. Uh, the agency is responsible for managing water resources for 2.2 million people in Southern Nevada, including Las Vegas. Upstream at Lake Powell, federal officials announced unprecedented emergency steps last week to keep more water in that reservoir. Uh, to preserve Glen Canyon Dam's ability to generate hydropower rather than sending it downstream to Lake Mead. In quotations, we have never taken this step before, but the potential risk on the horizon demand prompt action. Assistant Secretary of Water and Science Tanya Tahilo told reporters last week that we need to work together to stabilize the reservoir before we face a large crisis. We're fucked. That's what we are. And if you've paid attention to anything that's happening right now, nothing is fucking coming together as it should. If the water keeps on disappearing, what's going to happen to Vegas, California, Arizona? Shit, what's going to happen to the Colorado where basically it comes from? You know what I mean? Like the Colorado River is the reason why we have Lake Mead. It's the reason why we have these hydro dams that even make all this power for all of us. How do we, what are we going to do? What's the next move? Um, The TikTok story came out of the Wall Street Journal. And I just, I mean, it's what do you expect from these places that are so happy? I'm never blown away by these stories. Let's get into it. Um, you know, TikTok is a giant company. They're not going nowhere. So these types of stories are going to start to pop off the bigger they get. Stories out of the Wall Street Journal with a seemingly bottomless feed of goof-offs, dance-offs, and good-natured pranks. TikTok builds itself as the happiest place on the internet. And I agree. I've left Instagram. I don't really deal with fucking Facebook. I enjoy TikTok. It's very fun. The employees, many of them veterans of major of other major tech companies, say TikTok emphasizes relentless production and what? Hold on, hold on. Who thinks that TikTok was supposed to just change because everybody that came was from somewhere else? Because that's what that's what I that was trying to imply, right? That they just got all the tech vets and they're like, hey, since you guys already fucked off everywhere else, you can just come with us. Wish, fuck that up. <laughs> what? Oh, man. TikTok's U.S. operations had about 1,500 employees as of mid-2020. And TikTok said last year it would like to increase that figure to 10,000. Shit. Can I get a job, TikTok? Much of their work involves converting product development in China for an American audience and tapping the the rich U.S. advertising market, representing one of the boldest experiments in bridging the work cultures of world's two tech superpowers. I don't even know what that means. In Los Angeles, the base of the TikTok U.S. operations, where some employees complain of sleep deprivation exacerbated by frequent work on the weekends and mandatory meetings with colleagues on the other side of the globe. Several former U.S. employees said that their average 85 an hour, fuck, 85 hours of meetings a work week during the time at TikTok and had a caviar, wait, 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 85 hours of meetings? Why? What are they doing? Another said that pursuing his boss to square him from work or to spare him from working back to back all nighters only after shared medical lab results show that potentially life threatening condition. Oh, shit. Um, I read two articles. The reason why I wanted to make this, you know, known is just to show you that even these places that are mega billion dollar companies aren't ran right. 
is very unfortunate that you have to bring a medical fucking paper document to your job so that they can let you live. That's very, 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 very unfortunate. Former employees describe weight fluctuations, stress over emotional lows so severe that they sought therapy. One said she felt so much pressure that she, whoa, I'm not going to read that. The young lady was on her cycle and she had been pushed through so much stress and so many back-to-back meetings that she wasn't able to change her uh, tampon. Um, That's not okay, TikTok. That's not okay. I think people need to... You got to reevaluate your work life and life life. Like, I honestly want a warehouse job just to hide out in the corner. People want TikTok jobs, Facebook, Meta, Twitter, because they really love tech and they think that that's their dream job. And then they get treated like this. That's not cool. I appreciate TikTok, but I would like to see more, more brought up to the light. And I hope that they run a lot better. I mean, a lot of these tech companies have these stories come out and shit always goes sideways for them. But it is what it is. Hey, and what are you telling me, loner? What do you do? You said, and I'm telling you, what are you telling me? I'm lost. I'm lost. Before we wrap up today's show, as I continue on my job hunt, I promise y'all I'm going to be, I'm going to have a job. It's mad soon. Mad soon. And if you have a house to sell, let me know. I can sell that. I'm going to have to text the hell owners talking about. But it was fun. Today's show was good. Even though it was like a fill-in because there was nothing going on. Like, I, there's no good news articles besides the war and Rover's way. And I am not, not talking about that shit. Nope. We ain't doing that over here. If we have to, we will at the moment. I don't feel like we should cover that. Not for me, not for y'all, not for us, not right now. But with that, my name is Sabian living the moment. Don't live in the past. Be safe, stay dangerous. Lavo loves you. Wine.